the pages presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson wishing you uh, open it and praying that you have had a blessed day. If not, you're in the right place and you're listening to the right message. Our Sunday morning praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Monday is Men Focus. If you haven't joined into Men Focus, you ought to tune in on Mondays at 5 p.m. You know, it's a discussion that we're having. It's an open forum that you can join in on and uh, testify, express your opinion. You can agree. You can disagree. We can agree to disagree. And we can agree to agree. And so that's at 5 p.m. on Mondays, uh, every Monday every Monday. You want to join in. So, you know, visit ConnectingTruth.org. Click on the Men Focus icon on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Bible study. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., the Lord has enlarged our borders and we're on, we can be found on KKLA.com. That is KKLA.com. Also, 99.5 on the radio dial, that's FM. And certainly praying that, that Lord bless and souls are delivered, souls are encouraged. You know, so it's a live stream on the, through the web portal. So there's no way not to receive or to miss uh, that you would miss the word of God. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, the Bible says, and they continue daily with one accord. In the temple, breaking bread house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You know, uh, we're praising God and we're enjoying his favor with no strings attached because he is Lord. And so therefore there is no reason to praise him except the fact of who he is, not what he can do for us. He, he's done it all already. Everything else is gravy right now. And we like gravy, you know, but we ought to praise him for who he is. And so we're gonna go into the word of, of God this evening and before we before we go there, I uh, want to remind you we're consecrating Monday through Friday. Uh, that means no meat. So this consecration is no meat. For those that are hearing now, those <laughs> those that will be listening later, no meat. If it has a vertebrate or not, leave it alone. Uh, and to keep you know. To keep from transgressing this consecration, we're going to give you Saturday 
at 12.01 a.m. through Sunday, 11.59, you know, to, uh, to have a burger or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever your choice you'll, uh, that you have. But Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, uh, we want to consecrate unto the Lord. And consecrating for souls. Consecrating and souls are saved. People are delivered uh, by the word of God from what they what they hear, you know, in their respective places that they go and find that the Lord lead them to a church of truth of power, you know, in their in their community, wherever they are. And, and so it's all about the souls. And in the most simplest term, you know, and asking the church to make this sacrifice. Now, let me put it another way. You know, this <laughs> Monday through Friday is plant-based living. So we, <laughs> it's plant-based living. That's pretty much what you're doing. And, you know, um, and during that time, you're having a conversation with God. Have a conversation with the Lord. You know, in the Garden of Eden, uh, there was no shedding of blood until there was sin. We're not going to go all into that this evening, but um, but just want you to know and just put that out there and to remind you, you know, that we are in consecration mode uh, and this is to the end of April, the end of April. Uh, we're in the 11th chapter of Daniel, 11th chapter. And, um, you know, before we go there, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Lord God, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness, Lord God, and your keeping power, how you have blessed us, Lord Jesus, and given us an opportunity to seek you, an opportunity to experience your forgiveness, an opportunity to experience your love, Lord God, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for what you have done. We thank you for what you are going to do the request that we have up before you Lord God is not selfish Lord Jesus but concern concern for our brothers concern for our neighbors and our communities our household Lord God and Lord Jesus and a concern about leadership Lord God we pray and ask for your help we pray and ask for your guidance Lord in the name of Jesus Lord God, deliver those, Lord Jesus, that are calling upon your name. Your word says that whosoever shall call upon you uh, shall be saved. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us a name that is above every name. Lord Jesus, we know at your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you are Lord. We ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And so we're going to go into the 11th chapter of Daniel. Uh, before we go there... Let, let's 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 enjoy this 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 praise song and and then we're gonna go right into the word of God. If you haven't given him no praise, clap your hands, stump your feet, you know, tap your toe, whatever you do, and giving him praise. This would be a good time right now.
know, that's something that the enemy cannot take away from you. And that is your praise. He can try. He will do his best to take it away. But you have to surrender in order for him to do that. And so if you're going to surrender, just surrender unto the Lord and give him the glory and honor that is due unto his name. No matter what's occurring in your life, no matter what's happening, you can give God praise with tears in your eyes, with pain in your body. Uh, no matter what's going on, you can still acknowledge that he is Lord. Now, you know, the Lord told the disciples and everyone, everyone that was listening, he said, don't fear men. He said, men can destroy the body, but fear God who can destroy both the body and the soul. And he didn't say he wanted to do that, but everything that we may encounter does not have superiority over God. God has superiority. He's superior. He reigns. And so we need to bear that in mind. Now, I was saying before, you know, as we go into the word of God, I was talking about the consecration that we're on. And just, just so that you know, you know, uh, myself, uh, today is Tuesday. And so I had, uh, I had Brussels sprouts and, um, and butter squash and onions and broccoli, you know, for brunch today. And then for, uh, before the service, I had a bean and rice burrito, uh, with some, uh, some chips and so, um, and a chocolate chip cookie. Yep. So I just want you to know that you can, you can do this. You can do this, you know, and as you pass by, uh, uh, whatever your favorite chicken stand is or, uh, something of that nature, you're going to have to remember I'm consecrating unto the Lord. And therefore, if it has a vertebrae or not, uh, we, we're, that relationship has been put on hold uh, Monday through Friday. So, all right. So the 11th chapter of Daniel. Now, this is going to be a reading assignment. I want you to read the 11th chapter of Daniel. I want you to read the 11th chapter of Daniel as it, you know, it provides a picture of two kings, one of the north and the other from the south. The involvement of the southern uh, king and northern king conflict leads us to into the eschatology. You know, eschatology is the part of theology concerning death, uh, judgment, and the final destination of of your soul, you know, uh, and all of your your final destination of your soul is based upon uh, is determined by the choices that you make. No one is exempt from this rule. Uh, poor judgment uh, gives you a poor place. And so you want to exercise good judgment in what you do. And now judgment you have to leave your feelings out of it you have to leave your feelings out of it uh, when you're making a decision don't make decisions based upon feelings feelings have gotten all of us in trouble one time or another so don't base your judgment off of feelings we do the right thing when we when we set our feelings aside feelings might be hurt feelings might be uh uh, feel in a certain way, you know, that as they say, you feel a certain way, but 
we're going to make good choices. We're going to make the right decision. And so therefore we have to put the feelings aside. We have to put, put that on hold, you know? And so I don't want anyone to take hell lightly, you know, in the movies, uh, Hollywood, as the brother was telling me the, the other day, he said, you know, when you look at TV, it has painted a picture uh, that is so misleading and people are walking around envisioning uh, this format in this in their minds because of what Hollywood have produced. Hollywood did not produce what the Bible said. It produced what they would sell tickets. It produced their agenda. And so we don't want to assume anything about what your world without um, without those things lining up with the word of God. Everything has to line up with the word of God. Now, there's a phrase that has been going on for a number of years now that, that you have heard. And that is the new norm. But the new norm is not compared uh, to the word of God. It is for self-gratification and temporary needs of another. And so want to bear that in mind as you are, you know, as you're seeking God and your walk with the Lord. We don't, the church does not lower its standards because everyone else lower their standards. We don't lower our standards and then leave it two feet above their standards to say our standards are still higher. No, God does not lower his standards. The Bible said heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. He didn't lower his standards. It's still the same. And so uh, the kingdom of God is still the same. The principles of the kingdom of God, the authority, the power, the kingdom of God, the, the kingdom of heaven uh, representing the principles of God remain the same. They have not changed. And so um, I want to talk tonight about knowing the path you're on. Now, I want you to read the 11th chapter of Daniel. It's your assignment, but I feel led to talk about this, the path you're on, and you'll, you'll see where I'm going. You know, most importantly, getting on the right path and staying on uh, that path is what I'm talking about. There are different paths. Um, there's a way, there's a track established for walking. In the instance, the, uh, the walking may have, have made a plain and, and clear trail, uh, identifying that someone has already passed that way a number of times. You've seen walking trails, running trails, horse trails, bike trails, you know, and each one of them have some, they're all worn down uh, so that you know it is a trail, it's a path. It's a path indicating it has been used to go from point A to point B. You wanna go from alpha to omega. You wanna go from the beginning to the end. Your beginning starts at the moment that you come to the knowledge, when you come to the truth. The Bible said, when you come to the light, walk in it. So you could have been walking in darkness all the way up to um, April 5th, 2022, where we are today, um, 7, uh, 20 p.m. Pacific time, and you came to the light, Bing! the light came on, and you said, man, you know what? I need to change my ways. Right now, at that moment, you are in the valley of decision. Do I change my way or not? You, the answer uh, should be yes. 
The Bible said, when you come to the light, walk in it. And so from that moment is your beginning. And you want to make it all the way to the end. And, and so you want to make it to the end because at the end is where you're going to hear his voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, the race is uh, the race is not given to the swift and it's not given to the strong. The Bible said it's given to to the one that endures until the end. Endurance is something that we have to put forth effort to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And most of all, the saving of our soul requires effort. It's a fight for your life. So this is not a sprint. You're not going to run this out. You know, it's not going to it's not going to happen like that. But this is a marathon. You got to take your time and strive according to the will of God, according to his word. So you need to know to, to do that. You need to know the path that you're taking. Will the path that I'm on right now. Each one of us have to examine this. The path that I'm on right now, will it get me there? Will it get me into the presence of God? We know that lying will not get us into the presence of God because the word of God it says that a liar will not tarry in my sight. We know that if we carry on and commit those things that transgress the word of God, we will not be allowed to remain in his presence. The Bible plainly tells us this. Mm -hmm. It tells us it's very clear as to who will be able to stand in the presence of God. And it is those that overcome. Now, if you're following along with us on Sundays in the book of Revelation, then you know that the overcoming that you have to make and right now is overcoming your flesh. Those that are in the tribulation period because they chose to go there, it was by decision. Mm -hmm. Choosing not to choose is a decision. That is a choice. They chose to go there. And some, of the, some people have even made the statement, I'm going to wait to the tribulation period. And at that time, I'm going to surrender my life to Christ. I'm going to be a mortar. I'm not going to take the mark of the beast and none of that. Listen, you can live in that world if you want to you, you can try to make that a reality but i am very concerned with that because it's not going to go down the way you think it is if you struggle with the cares of this life right now which is what we're overcoming that's what the lord talks about those that overcame the cares of this life if you're struggling with overcoming the cares of this life now i'm not talking about basic needs necessities things that you that, that you need. I'm talking about the things that you want that I can be that is so overwhelming trying to keep up with the Joneses, the Smiths, the Williams, whomever, uh, whatever name you want to put there. You're trying to you so uh, thirsty. You're so desperate and trying to keep up with them that you lose your soul. You lose focus. You get off the path that you should be on. Bless your Lord. So we have to consider the path that we take. 
We have to consider the path that we take when it's a good day, when it's a challenging day, when we feel like we're on a mountain and when we feel like we're in a valley. We have to consider the path. Now, Genesis 5 and 24 says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. He walked a certain path, and on that path, God was with him. He walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So from, the, from point A, from that beginning, until the end where God took him, he walked on a certain path, and on that path, God was with him. Are you walking on a path and God is with you? Second Kings 2, 1 through 2 says, And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha. Elisha was his disciple, was, was, was uh, being taught by Elijah. He went from uh, went with Elisha to Gilgal, and Elisha, Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry here, wait, wait here. I, I pray thee, stay right here. For the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. I'm stuck to you like glue because I know God is with you. It's important to know God is with your leader. It's important to follow that leader. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So as long as I'm following Christ, it's all right to follow me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It's all right. But when the leader stops following Christ, then you need to stop following that leader. You may have known them a long time. You may love them. That's honorable to pray for someone that gets off track. But don't you allow anyone to deter you from the path that you're on because your soul salvation is at risk. Psalms 37, 22 and, and 23 says, For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth. Well, those that are blessed of the Lord is going to inherit the earth. Those that walk on the path with him shall inherit the earth. And they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. So we know what happens to those that do not follow the path of righteousness. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Matthew 7, 13, 14 says, enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in their act. Listen to that. Many that be. There's a lot of people on the Broadway. Yeah, I know there's Broadway Boulevard in Los Angeles. There's Broadway Boulevard, I'm sure, in New York and other places, you know. And, and we know those are usually um, uh, relevant to large streets and there's large crowds of people 
there's large crowds of people on the Broadway in which Jesus is talking about. But he is telling you not to be part of that. Don't partake in the Broadway, but stay on the straight and narrow. For uh, straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Now, Jeremiah 16 and 6, excuse me, 6 and 16 says, Thus said the Lord, stand ye in the way and see and ask for the old path. That's what we're doing tonight. Lord, give us the old path. Lord, uh, bless us to walk in the old path. We don't need some new stuff. We need what your word says. And your word says, ask for the old path. Now, you know what to pray about, Lord. Show us the right way. Show us what you established. The old path is what God established. Not what Prophet Tutu, not what Bishop Ralph, Alf, whatever, Evangelist, uh, Cheryl, Lucy, whatever, came and gave you. But we should be seeking the old path. Where is the good way? Where is the way where the power of God was displayed. Where is the way where when we cried out with our voice, when we lifted up our voices unto the Lord, that it got his attention and he inhabited the praise. Where is that way that I desired deep down to be close to him? Where is that way where I didn't just come to service and set in service as if I'm doing God's a favor, but I came knowing that he did me a favor. He did me a solid. He put breath in my body. He gave me a reasonable portion of health. He allowed me to open my eyes up in a new day. Uh, he did me. Uh, I, there was nothing I, I could do for myself except he gave me grace and mercy. Where's that path at? He says, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein. When you find the good way, when you find that path that he is referring to, he said, get in it. Walk in it. And you'll find rest for your souls. Now, Jeremiah is talking to the group of people that are taken captive uh, and Daniel, including Daniel, is in captivity because they did not walk in the path that God established. Therefore, they did not find rest for their souls. I believe Daniel's prayer concerning and his concern centered on these words. Show me thy ways. O Lord, teach me thy path. Uh, now, he may not have used those exact words, but that was the heart's desire. Lord, I want to know you. I want to abide in your will. And, and so I, I want to really impress this upon uh, you and everyone that will, that will hear this. Uh, my prayer is that you will become as excited and maintain the same mindset that Daniel Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah was able to retain in the midst of their adversity.
there's going to be adversity. But they maintain a, a level of integrity. They maintain uh, their walk on the right path. These brothers took a stand when it was time. They were faced with, with, with challenges, with the same challenges that others uh, taking captives were faced with. And they took a stand. The first chapter of Daniel says in the year, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah into his hands with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his gods. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his gods. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of the units, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom no blemish. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't qualify because I, I, uh, I, you know, what we call birthmarks, those spots and different things, no blemish. And so some we wouldn't qualify for that. But well favored. They look good. They look pleasant in the eyes. And they're skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science and such as had the ability in them to stand in the king's presence and whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. So they already were scoping things out. They were already, the Chaldeans was already looking over those that was captive to see uh, who, um, had certain qualities and then they might teach them uh, to learn the, the, the language. So Daniel uh, became and those that was with him became bilingual. As a result of their commitment unto the Lord, they were placed on a different path compared to the other children of Israel. It was because of their commitment. It was because of the path that they chose to take that it led them into other areas as well. Now, the 17th verse of the same chapter, the first chapter, asks for these four children. God gave them knowledge. There was knowledge on that path that they took. And skill and all learning and wisdom, see, it, they were on the right path. It opened something up to them. And Daniel had understanding all visions and dreams. Now, at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, and the king communed with them. And among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So besides Daniel, Mishael, and Hananiah, and Azariah, there was others that were standing there. But nobody compared to these brothers that took a different path. Remember that when the king gave them meat, gave them wine, gave them the best of what he had to feed them that they might appear healthy in his presence, uh, Daniel and them said, well, look, uh, can, we, can we consecrate? We want to consecrate for 10 days. Prove us. Prove us for 10 days and see if we don't look better than everyone else. That's some faith that he had that we will look better than everyone else, no matter what they might be enjoying. And that messed some folks up. I'm sure it did that, man, 
because of you, we eating, uh, we, 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 we're, <laughs> we're on a plant-based, <laughs> we're on a plant-based diet <laughs> where we could be having sirloin. We could be enjoying some wine. But instead, you got us eating this stuff. Everybody wasn't happy about it. But Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah stood, looked at more, looked at fair than everyone else. And God gave them more than what everyone else had. There was nobody in comparison because they were on the right path. It don't have to make sense to everyone else. As long as you are on the right path and that path lines up with the word of God. And all matters of wisdom, understanding the king acquired of them, he found none. He found that they were 10 times better than all the magicians, uh, the astrologers that was all in his realm. So they outshined the people that was employed, the people that were standing before the king ahead of them, they outshined them because they were on the right path. Now, I want you to make note of the statement that I'm about to make. Besides Daniel's reference to Jeremiah and Moses, he never points a finger at anyone. I thought this was very interesting because Daniel does not point a finger of accusation to any one individual. Now, the reason I say that is because uh, because I've been uh, among I've been in assemblies where people are very dogmatic. I've been in, and I'm not against preaching against sin because sin will kill you. The wage of the sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. But there is a difference in being dogmatic elevating yourself, putting yourself above others to point the finger and you did the same thing and maybe you just didn't get caught, but you did the same thing. Instead of having compassion, the Bible said that when you see someone overtaken in a fall, consider yourself and then go to them, you know, and, and some folks don't need to go to anybody. You need to stay at the altar and be the, be the, be the, uh, the, the prayer warrior at the altar while someone else approach that individual. Too many are pointing a finger and making accusations and trying to tell other people what they should be doing and they're not doing anything themselves. But you don't find that with Daniel. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they, you don't find them accusing it. They applied the word of God to themselves. I think we'll all do well if we apply the word of God to ourselves. These men applied the word in their own lives. Are you applying the word of God to your life first? Are you walking the walk or just talking a good game? You see, it gets old after a while. And you know, you can talk to uh, you can talk to talk, but there's going to come a time where you're going to be challenged on the things that you say. I I'm a Christian. Now, I'm quoting good game, quotation marks up. I'm a Christian, quotation marks up. My word, my ability to quote John 3.16 and telling others what they should be was not Daniel's. No, no, they didn't have John 3.16, but you understand what I'm saying. That was not their story. Their story was to 
make sure that they were on the right path. They knew the path. You got to know the path and you have to stay on that path. So the question is, is do you know that? Are you looking at the signs of the path that you're on? Are you on the right path? Remember, Jeremiah said that uh, the Lord says, stand in the way and see and ask for the old path. Where is the good way and walk therein and you'll find rest for your souls. This is uh, this that is not the only thing that you'll find on that path. When you make the right decision. That proves to uh, line up with the word of God. Then there's things that you'll find there that you did not expect to find because that was not your focus. The Lord is not a genie in the bottle. The Lord is not a Coke machine. But he's sovereign. He's God. You don't see any place where Daniel or his, his brethren, that they were praying for things. You don't hear that. We just know Daniel was praying, that Daniel would, would go at a certain time into his, in his, into his spot, and he would face Jerusalem, and there was a reason for that. Uh, Bible students, why did he face Jerusalem? Give me, give me a summation on it. Put it, put it in a comment. Why did he face Jerusalem? There was a reason that he faced Jerusalem. As a result of the commitment. Now I'm looking for an answer. As a result of a commitment. We uh, have a constant communication. Or we should have a constant communication like Daniel had. It was heaven to earth. It was... It was heaven to earth. It was earth to heaven. It was Daniel to God and God to Daniel. It should be the same. It should be the same. Daniel didn't didn't have a, 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 a he's only one. He's not the only one to have a captive audience with the Lord. The Bible said that man ought always to pray. He ought always to pray. So Daniel would go and pray toward the temple because Solomon had prayed and asked the Lord, thank you, that if the people are taken captive because of the hardness of their heart, because they rebel against your word, because they leave the right path and get on the wrong path and they wind up in captivity, Lord, if they are sorrowful, if they are repenting of their sin and they pray toward the temple, if they just even face in that direction and seek you, that you would hear them. Daniel understood that and that's what he was doing. That's why he would go and face the direction of the temple. There is a supernatural intervention at the decree of executing uh, uh, all the wise men, all the wise men of Babylon. There was a supernatural intervention that occurred when they were faced with the fiery furnace. There was a supernatural intervention that occurred when faced with the lion's den. There was a supernatural intervention that occurred. 
in the invasion that happened, Darius and uh, Cyrus, when they came against Babylon, there was an intervention that occurred because they were on the right path. These events were triggered by disobedience. They were triggered by sabotage. Those, those events, the haters, uh, uh, did not cause them to change. Well, I, somebody offended me in the church, and so I'm going to leave the church. Why are you going to stop serving God because of one knucklehead that you know needs to repent? That obvious, they need prayer. Obvious, they are a work in progress just like you were and still are. Why would you stop singing? Why would you stop ministering? Why would you stop doing your part in the service at where you said you were committed and how much you love the Lord in that place, but all it took was one person that you thought that you misread or maybe not, but you got off the path. They learned the natural lesson the Chaldeans required of them while remaining loyal unto the Lord. And God showed them hidden things. He showed them the hidden things that was in a man's heart. Now, Kinesia, he had a dream. He couldn't understand the dream. His astrologers and magicians, everybody was like, well, King, tell us the dream. Uh, tell it to us and, and we'll, figure, we'll, we'll let you know what it is. And the king is like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> you guys gonna going to use the time and you're going to come back and feed me something that's not true. I need to understand what's happening here. And if you can't make that happen, I'm going to, it, it lights out for all of you. I'm going to take your heads off. And the king order was to be executed quickly. Daniel and his wisdom and the favor that God had given. God will give you favor. That's why it's important to stay on the right path. God will give you favor. Most of all, you want favor with God, but God would allow that favor to reach out to other individuals too. And, and he told the king, he said, look, give me, give me a couple of days now and I'll come back with the answer. Daniel had faith, knowing that I, I'm, I'm, I'm walking with God. I'm going to the one that knows the secrets of men's heart, the one that provided the dream, the one that gave it to him. And the Lord blessed him, gave him, caused him to see the dream as well. And then he shared that with his prayer partners. And they went back before the king and shared that they were on the right path. They were striving to enter in at the straight gate. They knew that that in order to to stand in God's presence, you have to narrow some things down. You got to you got to lay some things off of you. What does the Bible say? Lay aside every weight. Lay aside every weight. There's some weights that that some of you are carrying, some weights that some of you got uh, around your waist. These are not good weights. You know, there are weights that you use for resistant training. There's weights that you put on a weight vest for, for going for walks or jogging, you know, leg weights for, uh, for building up your, your calf muscles and stuff for running or, you know, for different sports. But these are not good weights. You don't wear that all the time, every day. These weights lay aside every weight 
that slow you down, that will prevent you from walking the path that God would have you to be on. Lay aside every weight and sin. See, the weight and then there's sin. So there's two things that will mess you up on the path. Lay aside every weight and sin that so easily deter you, so easily cause you to get off balance, so easy to cause you to sit down when you should be walking, when you should be running, so easily tiring you out, wearing you down. He said, shake it off. Let it go. You can't strive that way. Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth to life. And few that be that find it. Now use your inner ear here. You know, in the scripture, the Lord says, uh, he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Use your spiritual ear. Few there be that find it. Few. Now, this is not uh, this is not um, an Indiana Jones moment or anything like that. No, no. But few there be that find it. The reason few there be that find it because everybody's not seeking for it. The Bible said men love darkness more than light because their deeds are dark. And people trying to creep in the darkness. People trying to sneak. Mm hmm trying to do things. Well, it matters that you stay on the right path when you're in public and when you're in private. Few there be that find it. And there are those that are hoping to be one of the few without doing anything. But that's a failed fantasy. That's make-believe. James 1, 22, beginning at the 22nd verse says, be doers of the word. Who's that to? That's to me. My hand is up. My hand is, is up very high. Be ye doers of the word. He's talking to me. So I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm imagining that your hand is up too. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. If you're just a hearer of the word, you're deceiving yourself. There's a lot of people deceived right now, sitting in churches all across the, uh, the country. They're deceived. I went to church. I heard a good message. Are you doing what you heard? The answer is no. They come back with saying, don't judge me. No one's judging you. It was a simple question. Are you being a doer of the word? I'm doing it to the best of my ability. Nope. The Bible didn't say do it to the best of your ability. It said do the word. We don't tell our jobs I'm doing it to the best of the ability. You certainly not going to take your car to the shop and tell the mechanic to change your brakes to the best of his ability. Give it a tune up to the best of your ability. You're looking for perfection. God told Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. He meant that. So we apply ourselves, not just hearers of the word. We're not deceiving ourselves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he behold himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein. See, we're walking this path. We're going to walk this path. He being not a forgetful here, 
but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deeds. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah searched for God. They were God chasers. In the midst of chaos, betrayal, they remained in tune with God. And so this is why we, we see uh, Daniel and them receiving intervention with God. We see the messages that come from God to Daniel, showing him things of the future. Bless your Lord. Daniel sees far ahead of his time and the Lord even tells the messenger even tells him, Daniel, what you're seeing right now, uh, you're exposed to something, but you're going to be asleep by the time all of this occurred. But I want you to see this. That's that's listen. God shares his secrets with his friends. Mm -hmm. If he has shared anything with you. That's friendship. That's respect. That's honor. The Lord said about Abraham, he said, he said, he said, I know that he'll command his family and his servants and those after me, that he'll lead them in the right on the right path. You want that same testimony. Matter of fact, you can have that same testimony. It don't matter where you've been, where how you may have conducted yourself. Remember, when you come to the light, when you come to this moment where the light is shining, you walk in it. Don't try to make anybody change overnight because you didn't change overnight. But you pray and you be patient as God has been patient with all of us. There's a song that says he was there all the time. He was there all the time. When we were in our sins, when we were doing what we were doing, no matter what we were doing it at and who we were doing it with. He was there all the time waiting on you and me. And when that moment came where we crossed paths, something happened. You've got to just be there and be patient as you change, others see the change and they will become thirsty. There's a saying that said, and I'm gonna close with this, that you can, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You can take a horse to water, but you cannot make him drink. Hmm. I tell you what, if you make that horse thirsty, you won't have to make him drink. He'll drink on his own. The Bible said we're the salt of the earth. And so since we're the salt of the earth, let's make somebody thirsty by the life that we live, by staying on the right path, doing what is right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We honor you, Lord Jesus, for your word this evening. Lord God, and as they follow the instructions and reading the 11th chapter, walking in obedience to, to what has been said, as they commit themselves unto you, asking for the, the, the old path and to searching for it, Lord God, 
what you have established. We pray and ask that you would strengthen. Lord God, you know the needs and concern of every individual that is that is listening, Lord God. You know what, what they tuned in for. You know everyone's heart's desire. Lord God, Lord, and you can meet those needs. Lord, and so we touch and agree with them. We touch and agree with your people, Lord God, that you would bless them, Lord Jesus. And Lord God, as they reach and as they walk, Lord God, even as Enoch walked with you, Lord God, and we're walking, Lord God, and we're seeking to walk with you in the name of Jesus. Lord God, let your peace, Lord God, those that are rising up in the morning, let them have a peaceful day. Those that are that are in the midst of their day or those that are coming to a close of their day, Lord God, I pray that your peace be upon them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I will continue to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. I want to invite you that if you're looking, for, if you're in the Pomona area nearby, and you're looking for a church home, we have uh, for growth and ministry. Then stop by at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, and service starts at 9 a.m. That's on Sunday mornings. And as the Lord has enlarged our borders, uh, our our program inside the pages can be heard on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. on KKLA.com uh, as well as 99.5 on the FM dial. And, you know, we just thank God for uh, what he is doing and how he is enlarging our borders. And I want you to be blessed. And as we are praying for you, continue to pray for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord God.